Hey everyone, welcome to the Dwelling in Truth podcast. I'm your host, Angela Evans, and today is our very first episode ever. I am so excited, you guys. This podcast was created specifically for moms who are not satisfied to do motherhood alone and want to learn from the wisdom of moms who are currently figuring it out and moms who've gone before us. We'll talk about all things motherhood and always shift our focus back to Jesus. And I am so excited for our first interview ever today. We are talking with Libby Pancake, and before you ask, she's actually gluten-free and when given a choice, prefers waffles. Libby is the founder of Dear Younger Me, a ministry all about mentoring younger women. I first discovered Dear Younger Me when my daughter was nursing at 3 a.m. and I was scrolling Instagram and saw that Dear Younger Me added me. Out of curiosity, I explored their page and discovered it was exactly what my heart was craving in that lonely season. Libby and I have talked a number of occasions since I went to my first event with Dear Younger Me in the fall, and I just fell in love with her heart for mentorship and the Lord. I know you're going to love learning from her too. Today in part one of our conversation, we'll talk about walking with God throughout motherhood, the difference between reading the Bible and studying the Bible, and how to prioritize time to be with God even when you're living the hectic mom life. So without further ado, here's part one with my conversation with Libby. Hi, Libby. Thanks for being with us today. Hey, thank you for having me. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? And then I would love if you could explain a little bit about the ministry you started. Sure. Um, okay. So I am 55. I'm married to Tony. Uh, we met when we were actually the very first time we met, I was 14. Uh, we both played competitive golf growing up and met at a tournament and we've been married for 32 years in April. We have four kids, Allie, who is married to Logan. She's 30 and they have a little, our first grandbaby who's PJ. And then we have TJ, 28, married to Carly of the same age. They have two adopted kids, Kiana, uh, 14, and Kendrick, 11. And then we have Trent, who is 24, and Annabelle, who's almost 18. Um, And then you ask about the ministry. Um, Yeah, it's called Dear Younger Me. And um, it started, (laughs) it all started actually when... um, we were out to dinner for my third child's 16th birthday. And I happened to just turn to my older two kids and say, well, if you could go back and talk to your 16 year old self, what would you say? And they both talked to him for about five minutes and it was really good. And that just got my wheels turning, but I sat on it for a long time. Um, And so to make a long story short, skipping from then to now, we have a ministry where we ask women to write letters to their younger self, sharing what God has taught them in various seasons of life. Um, So it's been really fun to watch that unfold. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about like what those meetings look like so everyone can get a picture of what what's actually happening with your ministry? Sure. And um, I'll back up just a touch. We we didn't really, I just kind of had that question rolling around in my head. What would you say to your younger self? And I really felt in going through, at that time I was going through a Bible study, like an Old Testament overview. And I just kept seeing this pattern of the Israelites and one generation would um, worship God and honor God and obey God. And the next generation wouldn't. And then the next one would. And, and just this, um, really God was impressing upon me the importance of passing on truth 
um, in a way that sticks. And um, so that was kind of all happening about the same time. And so a group of women and I got together to do a Bible study and we just kind of um, did a sign up sheet and everybody signed up to bring or, or to read a letter, to write and read a letter to themselves. And um, that was really powerful. And by the end of the year, we were kind of like, okay, so that was really good. <laughs> um, now, you know, do, is that it? Or does God want us to do something else with this? And we, we had no idea what to do, but we felt strongly that God wanted us to do something. And we were all very busy women. And so we just came up with this idea of a coffee. Um, which is not rocket science. It's actually very, very simple. We just invite three women to write a letter to their younger self. We now base them around a theme. And then we have a, a sign up and um, we we meet for about two hours, two, two and a half hours. And we um, do a little intro and we introduce the women and they read their letters. And then we divide into small groups and kind of decompress and process what we've heard through discussion questions. And um, it's, it's really a very simple concept, but we've been shocked actually at um, how God has taken just a very simple idea and, um, and what he's done with it has been maybe one of the most fun things about it. Just kidding, getting a front row seat to watch what he's doing. So most of the time, we're just trying to keep up, to be honest with you. <laughs> I believe it. I know. It's been really cool to just hear your heart and see everything that's been going on with Dear Younger Me. Um, so thanks for sharing that. Um, I'm excited for our ladies to get to know your ministry a little bit more as we share what some of the events are, and there'll be more about that later down the road. So, yeah. um, so speaking of your younger self. Mm -hmm. Um, what was your walk like with God when your kids were younger? Mm. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Okay. So I, I gave my life to Christ at 10, um, you know, went to youth group and things, but I would say I, I did some topical, very, um, not super in-depth Bible studies, like through college. So by the time I got married and I had young kids, I, I had, you know, in one sense, I had been a Christian for a while. Um, but I don't feel like I really knew a lot about the Bible. I believed the Bible, but I really did not believe that I could understand it for myself. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why, but I kind of just had this feeling that it was too complicated and I had to have someone, you know, like a pastor or someone explain it to me. And um, so the faith was definitely there, no question about that. But I don't yeah. feel like it had been really exercised and developed um, until I really started getting into the Bible. What I remembered is that a lot of the times the Bible studies that I got into when my kids were really little, if I'm being really honest, I got into them in large part, part of it was I wanted to learn the Bible, but in large part, it was just to be around adults <laughs> and mm -hmm. have yeah. adult conversation and have somebody else watch my kids. You know, just that, yeah. that two hour break once a week to speak to someone that wasn't a toddler. Um, mm -hmm. But now, you know, when I look back and I kind of giggle about that, I think, oh my gosh, God had to have been laughing too, because I mean, he, he knew of course that I was he had way more in store for me than just a 
a little break from my kids. And, um, and what I learned <clears throat> is I learned that you can study for the Bible for yourself and you can learn how to read it. And one of the things um, that I love the most about that is um, there's such a difference between reading the Bible and studying the Bible. And because hmm. reading, and I, I look at it like this when I was. Um, and teenager, we used to go to Jekyll Island, Georgia for vacation. And you could walk on top of the sand and never know, you know, see a sand dollar here and there. But like if you dug your toes underneath the sand just an inch or so, there were mm -hmm. thousands of them. And I, 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 that's kind of the way I see reading the Bible versus studying the Bible. Yeah. When I, when I read the Bible, it's good. It's, it's God's word. I mean but there's so much more just if you just stick your toes an inch or two underneath the surface and you start to learn about the culture at the time. And that's when I think my love for God really took off because I realized there's a whole nother level to that, to my walk that I didn't even know was there. Um, and it's, inexhaustible yeah. so it never gets boring because we can live till we're 100 and we'll never we'll never know it all so um and that part that's actually I mean that's not discouraging to me that's actually exciting to me because it's never going to get boring and God always has something new that he's wanting to teach me that's so good yeah my times that I've spent studying and like mm -hmm. digging into commentaries. I love having like a Bible that has the commentary attached to it. So I can just kind of read more of the background mm -hmm. and that's meant a lot to me as well. And helped me just mm -hmm. understand my faith better. And so that experience of digging more into the Bible, how would you say that like your walk has evolved from like when you were a younger mom to um, throughout the years of motherhood? Um, one thing that really stands out in my mind is when I was doing community Bible study, when we lived in Baltimore and we were doing um, John and they got, to, we were at the part where um, Jesus was washing the disciples feet. And it said that he disrobed. Now, if I was reading that, I'd probably just like kind of gloss right over that. But when you're doing a study and you have to stop and answer questions and, you know, um, I was like, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Jesus took his clothes off. That's weird. What is up with that? <laughs> so you stop and you're like, okay, Great. that just something jumps off the page at you. And, and then there's that curiosity of like, okay, what does that mean? Because God does not put stuff in there for no reason. So it had mm -hmm. to have meant something. And and then, um, you know, what I learned was that he, he disrobed because he was taking on not only the job of a slave, but the dress of a slave. And so the, and how humiliating that would have been. Um, and then what that did is that just caused me to love him more. So there's a depth of... Mm understanding of what it really would have been like had I been there and I'd been Jewish and I understood that because as a, you know, a present day woman, I, I don't understand that. It just seemed weird to me. Um, so I think that is where 
those little things over the course of the last 30 years. Um, that's why I love Bible study. And that's why I, uh, that's how I hear from God the best. Um, I mean, prayer and other people, mm -hmm. of course, and circumstances, but the best way, um, mm -hmm. that I hear from him and, and, you know, maybe I've got a question and, and then like, it'll be talked about in the sermon that weekend or, you know, the, the Bible study that I'm doing will, will answer that within a, a short period of time. And that grows my faith. Um, and, and mm. causes me to love him more and more as I dig deeper and deeper. So how would you say that like your time studying the word has impacted motherhood for you? You know, in Deuteronomy where it talks about, um, you know, teaching your children the truths of God when you sit down and when you wake up, when you, when you walk along the road. And, um, because I was, and, and, and I don't say that, I hope that doesn't sound arrogant in any way. I mean, and honestly, it's probably the opposite because I need the accountability of a Bible study because I know myself well enough to know that I probably mm -hmm. will, you know, let other things get in the way. So I just put that in my life purposely right. like an exercise class you mm -hmm. know because I wasn't great at that either and but if I but if I had a friend going and I knew she expected me to be at the exercise class at 6 a.m I would show up <laughs> so I purposely put bible study in my life all the time and because I was constantly learning myself then it was easier to be able to talk about it with my kids and those teachable moments um, I can't mm -hmm. say that I was really great at you know, devotionals with my kids or, you know, sitting down and doing Bible study with my kids. Um, but what I was able to do is in the moment when something went on at school or, you know, they needed to forgive or, you know, whatever the case or situation was for that time in their life, I, it was fresh so I was able to then communicate it to them in a very natural day-to-day, hour-by-hour, minute-by-minute kind of way. Does that make sense? Yeah, right. Definitely. Yeah, it's already it's just, on your heart. It, it, when you're when you're just in it, it just becomes part of who you are. And so, you know, when situations would arise, it's then it's also what comes out. Um, and, and I don't mean that in the way of like, mm -hmm. I was perfect cause I was far from perfect. And I yelled at my kids and, you know, lost my, you know, I did all of that. So right, that's not what yeah. I mean at all. What I mean is in terms mm -hmm. of trying to, um, just, I, I mean, I, an example that's popping into my mind is when my daughter went to high school and, um, she would jump in the car, you know, she went to a really small Christian school for a long time. And then she, we moved here and she went to a bigger public school and <clears throat> she would jump in the car and tell me some of the things that were going on at school. And I would, I mean, my first thought would be, you know, first you're appalled <laughs> by some of the things mm -hmm. they tell you. And then, you know, I would just say to her, that's why you're here. You know, that, that's, yeah. that's why people need Jesus is because without him, we will all do really dumb things. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> we will. And, and so, you know, don't think that you're above it or I'm above it, but that's why 
people need Jesus, all of us. And, and that's why you're there is to be a light. Um, so, and, and the only other thing too, I can say in regard to that, just Bible study is really something more that my daughter has said to me is, um, and I was just telling somebody this the other day and it honestly made me cry to even talk about it. But my 30 year old daughter now has, um, her first baby who is seven months old. And she has told me before that just me putting, and again, this is not like, you know, anything great that I did. I just knew that I wouldn't do it without the accountability of a Bible study once a week. So I put it in my life and I knew I had to get it done by Thursday morning because, you know, yeah. so, but what it did that I didn't even think about at the time was one of, she's, she has told me that one of her memories of childhood is coming down in the morning and I'm sitting at the kitchen table doing my Bible study. Now I was not sitting at the kitchen table doing Bible study to make an impression on my child. I was sitting at the kitchen table doing Bible study because I had to get it done by Thursday morning. Right. You know, but she saw that. Yes. Yeah. She saw that. Mm. And that made an impression on her that I didn't even know that it did. Ladies, that concludes part one of my conversation with Libby. I just loved her analogy of reading versus studying the Bible and how it's kind of like finding a sand dollar here and there on the beach. But if you just stick your toes in a few inches, there's thousands below the surface. I don't know about you, but that kind of makes me want to run and get my Bible right now. If you want to learn more about Libby's mentoring ministry and stay up to date about upcoming events, you can visit DearYoungerMe.org or their Instagram page at DearYoungerMe underscore. We will also be keeping the community updated about their spring event in April. Be on the lookout for that when we post the event in our community and make sure you sign up ASAP because their spots really do fill up fast, like within hours of the link going live. Libby has expressed to me that she's very open to women reaching out to talk to her further. So if you want to be in contact with her, you can find her on Instagram at libpancake, that's L-I-B pancake, or you can interact with her on our online community with Dwelling in Truth. She's active in the community and would really love if you private messaged her. And if you're not already a part of our Dwelling in Truth online community, we would love to have you join us. Every month we are learning together what it means to dwell in truth as it relates to a specific topic. So for instance, this month we're learning about spiritual health. So we have a lot of discussion and resources surrounding that topic. You can get involved with Dwelling in Truth community for free by going to moms.dwellingintruth.com to join and download the app. Thanks for joining us today and tune in next week for part two of our conversation with Libby.